Hey y'all, it's Brawl, and you're listening to the Complete Roller Derby Survival Guide podcast. Um, if you're new to the podcast, this is a show exploring the ins and outs of roller derby from culture to rules and so much more, but from all perspectives. Uh, this season, it's just me, Brawl, talking about things that I wish were talked about more in derby or I want to hear from more people on in roller derby from more perspectives. Um, and next season, I hope to interview people about the same topics that I'm introducing in the first season. Um, so if you're interested in being on the podcast, you can email me at rollerderbysurvivalguide at gmail.com. Let me know your derby name, what league you skate with now or have skated with historically, like maybe a brief bit about your role in derby. And then give me a brief insight into your thoughts on the the topic that you're interested in discussing. Um, if you want to join the conversation, but you don't want to do a full interview, you can still email me and we could do like audio clips. I think that'd be great. Um, or you can find us on social media at Roller Derby Survival Guide on Instagram and TikTok. Um, on Instagram, you can find links to other things like our bonfire shop, Patreon, and more. I am looking for sponsors next season, as well as people to, people to interview. Um, I have a lot of ideas, especially for cool merch and things, but I definitely need, you know, financial backers in order to make those happen. So if you're interested in sponsoring the podcast, email me as well. Um, another way you can support, you know, greater things coming from this podcast is by joining our Patreon um, I haven't posted a whole lot there yet because it doesn't have any followers, but let me know what you want to see on Patreon, especially if you're already subscribed, but I will be posting like exclusive content, things like that over there. And you'll know, you'll be the first to know about any merch drops, which I have some cool ideas for. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's get into the episode. This episode is going to be about roller derby as a culture and the evolution of derby culture um, because it has evolved a lot. Even in the past few years that I've been involved in roller derby, I've seen some, some evolutions. Um, so let's go over briefly where roller derby came from. It originated in the bank track roller skating marathons in the 1930s. And then roller derby, the game was invented and became popular in the 1940s. There are actually more than 5 million spectators watching in about 50 American cities in the 1940s watching roller derby. But after the 40s, in the next decades, it mostly became a form of sports entertainment, like WWE, where the theatrical elements really overtook the athleticism and it became more a show than a game. Uh, there were predetermined winners, <laughs> um, you know, people throwing elbows, the things that a lot of people think of when they think of roller derby that are now outdated thoughts or outdated representations of roller derby. That's where a lot of it comes from. The, sh the showmanship largely ended when there was a like revival of roller derby or the early 2000s. Roller derby retains some sports entertainment qualities. So like we still use player pseudonyms, colorful uniforms sometimes, but we don't have scripted bouts with predetermined winners and we have actual gameplay 
gameplay rules. It's not theatrical. It is a sport. Um, and I guess something I'm interested in talking about is how do we successfully retain some fun aspects of the showmanship era of Derby while respecting it as a regulated sport? And I think that Derby as a culture has successfully done this. We have these cool names. It's a great counterculture that subverts patriarchal values and things like that. But it's it's a real sport. There are so many rules. You have to know what you're doing in order to play. It's a high level. Sorry for the dog squeaking. That's what she does. Um, it's a high level respected sport that is still this fun counterculture to exist in. And I argue that the pseudonyms that we take on allow people to show up to roller derby as they wish to be and not necessarily who they are in their day-to-day -day life. It's like a fun escape while still being this respected real sport. Um, modern roller derby is an international sport. It is mostly played by amateurs, meaning we are generally unpaid. It's a hobby that people partake in and usually pay to play. <laughs> I think it's super cool that there are brands that are supporting derby players to the point of them being able to play full time. And I wonder if and how that will evolve into having more professional, like full time derby skaters. Um, I especially next season, I would, and like, if you want to come on Instagram or send me a DM, whatever, I'd love to hear more perspectives on professional derby career opportunities and how we think that that would change the sport potentially. Um, I think it might remove a lot of elements of the sport, but I think those changes are already occurring in some areas. Like there's a lot of DIY elements of derby that I think would go out the window if people were across the board played, paid to play because you know you have to look professional and look a certain way. Um, leagues that I've been on or am on and you know areas that I've played in have already removed a lot of that DIY aspect. And I have to admit, I, I miss it to a degree, but I also really appreciate the idea of like showing up as this cohesive team that looks, you know, like a team and not like we all made our jerseys in our basements. Um, but I also like making my jerseys. It's fun. So I think like maintaining spaces for both. So like travel team is a great space to show up as a cohesive professional looking team. Um, especially if you can get like monetary support for your players in order to do that. And then, you know, home team bouts or especially like mix ups are a great opportunity to maintain the DIY culture of, you know, fun themes and DIY jerseys and things like that. Um, but yeah, Derby is already played at varying levels. It was under consideration as a roller sport for the 2020 Summer Olympics, which would have been so fucking cool. Um, I guess what I'm wondering is is Derby becoming less of a counterculture? I don't really think that it is. I think that we can, can, we can and are continuing to defy heteronormativity, patriarchy, and other standards that our counterculture tends to reject. Um, like for example, I got to witness this really cool change in Derby when I was with Rocky Mountain Roller Girls and we rebranded to become Rocky Mountain Roller Derby. 
and it was a bit of a mess. <laughs> I think it could have been handled differently, um, especially I was the PR chair at the time and I had, you know, these great plans and ideas that I wish we could have executed. But I think the basic idea was there and leagues becoming more gender inclusive and like recognizing that they want to be gender expansive and totally rebranding is amazing. And like with a lot of social change, I feel like it could have happened sooner, but I'm glad we are recognizing our need to change and making those changes and making it, you know, a standard in the Derby community that we accept people of most or all uh, gender expressions. Um, The (laughs) most or all comment I'm alluding to the thought that cis men aren't usually welcome on most derby teams. Um, they have their own league, their own league in space. They have Murda. Uh, some leagues have a men's team, but also they have all the other sports. Uh, <laughs> I of course think there should be opportunities for men to play derby but I just hope that we continue to create these spaces that don't allow cis men to like infringe upon the amazing spaces we've created mostly without them as players. I think derby is really a sport for everybody. And like, if cis men want to play derby, that's cool. But I don't always want to play with cis men. I truly go to derby as a space to escape them sometimes um and it just inherently feels like a safer space when they're not present and if you're a man getting offended by that uh, i don't know what to tell you but you're probably part of the problem so anyway that wasn't really my point of that tangent but i just uh I'm really glad that we're being more gender inclusive. And I think actually something that would be helpful is to read Rifida's uh, gender policy because I think they describe what I'm trying to say succinctly. And they obviously thought about this phrase a lot. So WIFTDA stands for Women's Flat Track Derby Association, WFTDA. And their gender policy, their statement on gender says that they are committed to inclusive and anti-discrimination practices in relation to all transgender women, intersex women, and gender expansive participants, and aims to ensure that all skaters, volunteers, and and employees' rights are respected and protected. There's also a section on gender requirements, um, which says that the women's division will continue following the existing WFTDA gender policy, and I'll go over to that in a minute, but that the open division does not ask gender of anyone and anyone who chooses to play in this division may participate. Transgender and gender expansive people have no obligation to switch to the open division. And this competitive offering exists in addition to our established gender policy. No individual member or potential member of the WFTDA should see this as an obligation or force an individual into this pathway against their wishes. Any reports of coercion, pressure, or policy will be considered a violation of the WFTDA organizational code of conduct and could result in action being taken against a league. So that takes us back to the statement on gender, which I read before. It defines different gender terms. 
Um, and then there's also a paragraph in the gender statement saying that WFTDA recognizes that identifying as transgender, intersex, and or gender expansive is not in any way related to an individual's eligibility for participating as a volunteer or employee. An individual who identifies as a trans woman, intersex woman, and or gender expansive may skate with a WIFTDA charter team if women's flat track roller derby is the version and composition of roller derby in which they most closely identify. Um, there's an, oh, another paragraph, but I'm not going to keep reading it. Basically, WIFTDA recognizes that gender expansive people have been skating with WIFTDA leagues, and they're not going to force any sort of change, which I think is a great decision. <laughs> um, and they are saying that like there is an open division where there's space for cis men to play. Um, and I think that maintaining that differentiation so that skaters can choose if they're going to skate, you know, open division, open gender, or like lifted a women's division is great. <laughs> um, I don't know if I need to expand on that more, but if you want to come on the podcast next season and help me expand on it, that would be much appreciated. Um, I guess mostly what I'm trying to say is we have created this safe and amazing place to skate, and I hope that we can continue to do so for everybody who wants to join. Um, and for a lot of people, that does rem that does mean putting cis men in a different division and creating opportunities for everybody to play roller derby, but without infringing on the amazing spaces that we've already created and just continuing to make them inclusive spaces. I would love to hear what other people think the next big change in derby is. So if you want to email me at roller derby survival guide to talk about things next season, I would love that. I do think that the next shift is towards being more professional athletes and i think that aesthetically and like culturally we've been seeing that even if there aren't even if it is mostly a hobby sport still so if you want to explore that facet of it shoot me an email i'm sure there's a lot of other ways that roller derby has evolved i mean the rules itself have evolved the rule set itself has evolved so if you have other perspectives, you've been playing derby for longer or less time than me, or just have a different perspective than me, would love to hear about it. And you can shoot me an email at rollerderbysurvivalguide at gmail.com. Find us on socials at rollerderbysurvivalguide. If you're listening to this when I publish it, socials aren't populated yet, but they will be soon. So just follow and keep an eye out. Um, yeah. Thanks for listening. This has been the Complete Roller Derby Survival Guide, and this is Brawl, and I'll talk to y'all next time. Bye.